0: Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Ahoy hoy, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Piercing Wizard podcast. Uh, I've got another interview with with a piercer this week, and it's with Tacky Edwards, a piercer from Alabama. Uh, I met Tacky at a seminar I did in Atlanta in two thousand and nineteen just before the the world went on pause. And uh, really impressed by her her passion and her enthusiasm, um, had some great conversations, saw a lot of like things kind of clicking for her. Sometimes you can tell when you when you, talk to a piercer in an environment like a like a conference or a seminar or something you can kind of tell when the the everything is clicking and falling into place you know sometimes people just needed that last bit of information and then everything kind of starts to to gel in their mind and uh tacky had a lot of great questions for myself and and all the other piercers that were uh, that were there that day and uh you know became facebook friends after the seminar and i've kind of got to keep an eye on on her career a little bit and just seeing her grow and offering new stuff and bringing in new jewelry and trying new things, getting a statum, all this stuff so it's great to see that growth but I thought it was really important for Tacky to share her story just um, with with her own words and talk about her origins uh, that I think are going to be relatable to a lot of us in in the industry. Certainly was relatable to me as a a piercer who um, just kind of jumped into it, never really had I never really had an apprenticeship for for body piercing. It was just I had enthusiasm and probably an overabundance of confidence and I was just trying stuff out and I landed a job in a tattoo shop with um, with with really no mentorship other than just hey kid you know you've got access to a to a shop you know such as it was uh, and and that's really where I kind of started and I needed uh, people to reach out and say hey check out this information. Hey, have you ever thought about this? And I had to step up my my game over time. And that's one of the reasons why I find it so important to teach classes and to to share information today. And uh, Tacky, I I think, has a a lot of that same kind of drive. Um, Really fascinating story about her origins in a tattoo shop and her growth the, the the steps she's learned along the way, and, and how she's been applying them, so it's a great conversation uh, with a piercer who's uh, really hungry for success and and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing her growth over the, the next couple of years. So let's just go ahead and, and jump right into this uh, at the end of the show. I'll have some information about an, a new class for patreon and, and some other info, so stick around.
1: Hello, my name is Nataki Edwards. My name is Swahili and i go by tacky not talky not talky (laughs) it's tacky like you stepped in something tacky i have been Mm -hmm. a piercer for six years but i like to say that i started piercing the proper way about two and a half years ago i am Mm -hmm. canadian but i currently live in Huntsville, Alabama, where I am the piercer at Platinum Koi Tattoo Studio.
0: And um, are you comfortable talking about what your, your other job is?
1: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. How could I forget that? So I have been a um, critical care nurse now since 2002. So um, On weekends, I work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights um, in the ICU, trauma ICU, and then during the week is when I take off my nursing hat and I'm a piercer. What's interesting is, like, nursing used to be my first, you know, first main job, and quite quickly, what I'm finding is that piercing has started to take over and nursing is becoming my second job.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so a question that was on my mind and, you know, if it's a dumb question, uh, I, you know, I won't be offended, but uh, so my question for you would be what's scarier, uh, being an ICU nurse during COVID or being a body piercer who's trying to learn some stuff on the internet?
1: Oh my goodness. Oh my, that's a good question, Ryan. That's a good one. <laughs> that, that's beautiful. Um, I think that, okay, this is beautiful, okay? So I am more comfortable being an ICU nurse during COVID having somebody's heart stop and restarting that heart. I am calm, I'm cool, I'm collected. But then put on my piercing hat and I can sweat bullets trying to maybe I'm in a situation where I might be losing transfer, or I'm trying to quickly try and understand something online. You're absolutely right. That for me is uh, harder than doing nursing during a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Trying to learn things online can be very difficult and very scary. And um, I found myself in that position many times um, until actually you, I know this sounds like it's just such a coincidence, but actually going to your class in Atlanta in November 2019 helped open up my eyes to the fact that there are a lot of webinars and classes and workshops that I could go to, to get more information and to better hone my skills.
0: Yeah, it was, it was great meeting you there. You know, sometimes I, uh, sometimes I interact with people at a, at a conference or or maybe online, but I really like the the environment of, of doing those smaller seminars in person. Uh, and I, I really miss those those days when I could do those freely, but it's just nice because I get to connect with people where I might not have been able to like sit down and have a conversation with them at a conference or something. So it's great, you know, meeting you and, and other piercers across different classes. It's just great um, getting to see people's journeys. And it really reminds me, of how diverse piercing is, like you know what piercing means to me, what piercing means to you, and to everyone else. They all have their their motivations and their their passions. So, what kind of what what led you to piercing? You know, if you were in uh, the medical field, what what led you into piercing?
1: Okay, and for me, like okay, I'm gonna try and keep it short. But this piercing means so much to me on a very very visceral like personal level so i'm going to start all the way back so i was raised in a very very oppressive legalistic um religion very where um outward bodily adornment was forbidden so um i in school just used to envy those who could like have pierced ears and wear jewelry and wear rings and so forth. And it was just, it was biblically like smashed into our head that this was wrong. This was forbidden. So as an adult, um, I started, um, you know, researching things for myself and finding that that particular religion was more my parents' religion. And I didn't agree with, majority of the things that i had been taught so i started to Mm -hmm. kind of branch away on my own started to branch away and the love for me i have always been into art i absolutely adore tattoos which tattoos are one of the (laughs) tattoos are according to deuteronomy like tattoos are just bad but anyway so i decided on my own when i was in my early 20s i went by myself and i got my very first tattoo and i loved it and i hid it for years Fast forward some more. As I got more, as I got older, actually in my thirties, I realized, you know what, my body is my business, and I'm going to do what I want with it. So I found a shop um, in Huntsville, Alabama, where I live, and uh, it was a small shop. It was a a one-eyed old school biker <laughs> and his girlfriend. She was the piercer. And he was the artist. So I went and he was doing um, a piece on me and she was piercing. Well, the phone kept ringing and it was just the two of them. And so the phone was near me. I said, do you mind if I answer it? And he said, please, please answer it. And so for the, for the rest, the duration of that day, um, I answered the phones for him while he was tattooing me. And he said, you do such a good job at that. We need some help around here, like someone just to answer phones, do paperwork, just man the front. I said, that sounds great. I would love to do that. So I did that for two years, you know, just paperwork, you know, running errands, answering phones. And that that job was a great breath of fresh air for me because at that time in my career, I was very stressed as an ICU nurse. And so c- going to this um, tattoo shop was a great break for me. Well, him and his girlfriend um, had a very nasty breakup and she just left so he needed somebody to pierce <clears throat> and so I went to him and I said I'm so sorry that this has happened what can I do to help do you need me to come around more do more cleaning do more inventory and stocking and he said no what I need is somebody to pierce because I can't keep degloving when I'm in the middle of a tattoo to pierce and so I said, I, I was not interested at all, Ryan. I never was interested in learning how to pierce, tattoo, none of it. I was fine just being in the environment and manning the phones. And so we got mm-hmm. into a little bit of an argument. He said, you asked me what I need. That's what I need. He said, all you need is four hours and I will show you what you need to do. <laughs> so <laughs> looking wow. back, the mo- it's the cringiest story ever, but he took four hours and he explained different things to me, and then he said, "Oh, and then um, a person came in. They, that person wanted a nose piercing. I remember." And he said, "All right, just go for it. That's the best way to learn is just go for it." He said, "I'm here if you need anything. <laughs> just go for it." And so that yeah. was my that was my indoctrination into all of that. And I want to also add to this is that he was extremely old school. So this was back in two thousand. 14 and he was almost 60 then and so he was not Mm -hmm. um at all savvy with the internet at all and um so he's like the way our the shop at the time even got notoriety was just word of mouth really and so as I realized okay I'm gonna be taking on this role as being a piercer um I asked him like what kind of resources should I be Should I be reading and looking into? He said, first of all, he said, stay off Facebook. That's the first thing he told me. He said, stay off. I mean, that's
0: that's actually pretty good advice. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. He said, stay
1: off of Facebook. He said, because strangers are going to feel entitled to give you their opinion about your work and it is going to um, lower your Mm self-esteem. He said, so just stick with me. I will show you the right way. And you know, what's so interesting, although all of that information, you know, was bad advice. He gave me so much insight into how things were when he was learning because he was a piercer before he became a tattooist. So okay. he was like making his own jewelry and he was able to explain so many things that I still not even be able to find um, actually in, in, in literature now. So I did learn a lot that way. But then, you know, back then he was like all about Bactine and Dial Soap. Mm. And me, my nursing part of me was like, but, you know, less is more. <laughs> like, are you? Sh- what about saline? I remember him getting so angry. He said, would you grind salt into a fresh wound? That's what you're doing when you're suggesting saline. Yeah. So we started to have a little bit of a difference of opinion from then. And back then, Ryan, on my own, I purchased um, sterile gloves. And I was you know, prepping and doing everything the way I was taught as a nurse. you know, So mm-hmm. sterile field, all that stuff. And he said, this is so unnecessary. He said, you are wasting all of this, all, all this time. This is not necessary. Alabama is not a state that requires sterile gloves. He said, you don't have to do any of this. And what is so funny, he laughed when I would wear a mask. I wore a mask when I was piercing back in 2015. Uh, Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I was, I was hell bent on doing it the way that I felt safe and comfortable doing. And so that caused a lot of contention there with him and I. And I did have to learn a lot of things um, online. Now, back then, I need to give some, I need to give a huge shout out to uh, Emily Christina Charles. She is a UK piercer and She Mm -hmm. found me on Instagram, mind you, I had like my piercings on the same page as I had pictures of my dog and pictures of my son and pictures of my husband. So it was all intertwined. There wasn't a clear definition of professionalism um, with my piercing career at at all. It was all intertwined and she just found me and she would, she would, she talked to me in my direct messages and she was the first one ever to to, um, bring my attention to the fact that snake eye piercings were bad. She said, you know, that's Mm -hmm. really not good for the teeth or gums. You know, you should probably just think about doing, you know, two vertical um, piercings or do not offer them at all. And I was like, no, no, Um, we have uh, releases and these are adults. And, you know, adults take on the, the risk of, of what they're doing to their bodies. They're they're signing a lot of waivers. And she said, okay, and she just left it at that. But that conversation had me thinking. I was like, huh, I wonder if there are piercings that are are problematic or or, um, dangerous. I never thought about it because (laughs) Ryan back then, my motto, I'm so embarrassed now, but my motto back then was from head to toe, there's nothing I can't pierce. So, Ryan, I pierced things. I had no business, no business piercing. You didn't do any toe
0: piercings or anything, did you?
1: Yes, I did. I've done everything. Oh, my God. I put dermals in big toes. I put dermals in little toes because I, like, if it could be, it was just okay. It was like the wild, wild west. And it was her particular piercer who who invited me to Facebook. She said, are you on Facebook? Mm -hmm. I said, no. She said, I want to invite you to some groups on Facebook where you can learn a lot about different things. And I said, no, I'm good. You know, my boss says that Facebook isn't the place to be for piercers. <laughs> and she said, okay, well, if you change your mind, here's a list of some groups that you could be interested in. So I kept that on the back of my mind and she always, always encouraged me and always kept up with me. She talked even about, I used to do $20 piercing sales where like um, get five piercings for $20. <laughs> and wow. I did Yes. And I, I one time, one day, Ryan, I pierced from 6.00 PM until 4.00 AM. And I, what I thought was like the most money ever. Yeah. I made about five, $600 doing $20 <laughs> piercings. And yep. I felt like I had made it. And she, I know that
0: exact feeling that not, not to cut you off, but no, when but I was, I- uh, Ooh, eighteen or nineteen. Um, I I went. I, okay, I had at that time I had a piercing kit. You know, I wasn't a, a really a professional piercer at that point. Like around ninety eight or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my kit to somebody's like house party and I set up in a bedroom offering piercings all night to people that were on, who knows what, right? right. and I, I remember driving home at like sunrise and I was like, I got 500 bucks in my yes. pocket, I'm rich. Yes. So I, yes. I know the feeling, yeah.
1: Yes, and it felt good because before that day, I would probably, br- okay, how we split everything, me and um, the owner of that shop, it was just him and I. He did the tattooing, I did the piercing. We split everything 50-50. Now with mm-hmm. that, he provided everything Ryan so the jewelry everything the only thing I provided was like my mask that I always wore Mm -hmm. (laughs) my masks um my sterile gloves and at that time I was um I felt comfortable using um the catheter needles for piercing which I'll come back to also because I was right uh, pardon me yeah cannulas yeah and so I for me as a nurse, I was terrified I, and I had to, i that's something I've been recently working through. I am terrified of like getting needle stuck in an environment outside of the hospital because it's an entire protocol that we have to do. If I get stuck with a dirty needle in the hospital setting and in the mm-hmm. piercing setting, I can't follow those same protocols. And so I personally decided I felt more comfortable Um, with cannula needles but Mm -hmm. in my I don't know what you want to call it apprenticeship I don't know what you want to call it but he said I had to master the straight needles so I did master the straight needles but it was with externally threaded jewelry and it's so funny Mm. how people um, call out different companies that are not quality and when I listen to people laugh at certain companies I'm sitting here quietly thinking Okay, we didn't even order from <laughs> said companies. We, yeah. at that time, we were ordering from Amazon, just bulk. Like yeah. we would order just who knows what in bulk and bulk and bulk, mm-hmm. bulk bags of Amazon. So I wasn't even at the level of ordering from certain companies. It was all Amazon, just mystery metal things. And there was an autoclave, Ryan, but the mm-hmm. only thing we autoclaved were the tools. Mm-hmm. We would use matticide on the jewelry. It was yeah. awful. And yeah. so I remember questioning him. I'm like, if I'm using <laughs> sterile needles, you know, and I don't understand why the jewelry also can't be sterilized. He, and he had mm-hmm. told me, he said, it can be sterilized, but it's too much work to bother. He said, this way people can choose what they want. We can matticide it. We're killing things on the surface of things. It's fine. It's fine. And so that's when I started thinking, no, it's not fine, because like a piercing is a little bit like a it's, it is a minor medical procedure. And at the hospital, when I'm doing minor things, everything is sterile. So I started mm-hmm. voicing my concerns. And that was when we started to really butt heads. We butted heads to the point I say a, a visually pregnant woman came in. She was delivering the next month. So she was eight months pregnant and she was suffering mm-hmm with hormonal induced migraines, really bad migraines. Some people get that when they're pregnant. So of course she wanted to try the migraine piercing, the daze piercing. Mm. And I said, no, I said, no, man, no, you are, you, I, no. <laughs> Even on our waiver form, and it's talked about being pregnant. And um, the owner, my boss at that time was, li- Ryan, he was livid. He said, you are taking mm. money out of my mouth. I need this money. Cause he lived like, honestly, week to week. That's how he was. And he said, he said, are you telling me you're going to turn her away? I said, I am not piercing a pregnant woman. I said, there are so many things that could go wrong. I do not, I do not feel comfortable. He was tattooing at this time. And he said, well, I'm going to do it. And I had explained to her why I didn't feel comfortable. So at this point she said, okay, all right, I'll just wait till I deliver. (laughs) It's fine. And so he gets up and he's young at her to sit back down. I'll pierce you. It was just very, very uh, chaotic. Yeah. professional and that was the catalyst to me deciding you know what this is not an environment I want to be in and Mm -hmm. so I at that moment I told you know this is not working out I'm I'm you know thank you for your time thank you for everything but I'm just I'm I'm gonna go on my own way and when I left I decided you know what piercing is is not for me I decided I was not going to do it at all and it was that piercer in the UK Emily Christina Charles (laughs) she owns Endless Knot um in um in the uk and i hope one day i can meet her and hug her because she is the one who gave me the strength to there are other places out there you know there are other shops in your area you need to get online go on facebook and meet other people facebook is a beautiful place to network mm-hmm. and meet other piercers and i did and because i did that the entire world opened up to me the entire world opened up to me and i got excited about piercing again and I was able to find a shop that had a vision and supported me, and that was Platinum Koi. And the manager and the owner sat down with me, and Ryan, they have never told me no in the past three and a half years that I've been there. Every vision, every goal that I have, they've said, what can we do to get you there? And that is something that I'm all, I'm so grateful for. And I'm so grateful for people like you who helped me and answered questions because I had a ton of questions. I had so many questions and Ryan, you were so patient with me. Um, (laughs) Daron, um, 10, he was another one. He also scooped me up and found me on Instagram and between you and him, the two of you gave me so much encouragement and support and, um, you, actually, you and Duran, told me to um, reach out to Brian Skelly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: Christina Bl- Blussie. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Blossie? Christina uh,
0: Blossie for her name. Blossy.
1: Okay, Christina Blossy. Because I was having a lot of issues with the Alabama health de- uh, the health department, my local health department, because my mm-hmm. uh, the studio I'm at is completely disposable, and it's one huge room, and there's no uh area for a dirty room so because of that yeah. the health department was saying you cannot have an autoclave you cannot have a statum and that just broke mm. me because i needed that in order to get quality jewelry i absolutely that was something i absolutely needed so i was stuck right. using at that point um you know pre-sterilized jewelry pre-sterilized things which are not quality and um yeah. between you and Bri- brian skelly and christina um i was able to realize because I was 100% disposable, I did not need a dirty room if I was only processing Mm -hmm. only brand new jewelry. And so with that revelation, then the whole world opened up and I was able to get accounts with um, jewelry companies that were reputable and app approved and for that i'm eternally grateful for the way all of you helped me fight <laughs> helped me fight the local health department so because of that i was able to you know hold accounts with companies that i could only dream of ever holding accounts with and um so that's my story i started from a street shop with a one-eyed biker <laughs> where i was not <laughs> my amazon jewelry and then on my own i decided even though he told me not to, you know, not to go onto Facebook, it was Facebook that opened up a world for me mm. because there were forums I could be involved in. And in those forums, people told me about webinars and classes. And one of the forums I need to, I, I have to say thank you to piercer babes. Cause it was in that group, Ryan, that I was told about your class in Atlanta. So yeah. that group told me about your class. I made the drive to Atlanta and then from there, Um, we met and we talked and I just, I set all these goals for myself and I'm really proud of where I am, but I couldn't be where I am without, without a a, a village of piercers helping me get there. I like to say,
0: (laughs) well, it's a great, it's a great story to hear. And I can certainly relate to a lot of what you're saying because, um, you know, it's not like I I had another profession. I was just a, a like a kid when I found piercing, but I I kind of had to stumble my way into it. Um, I, I didn't I didn't have an a, an apprenticeship. I I started you know kind of piercing on my own, and then my first real shot was working for a biker who had a <laughs> shop and and like you know didn't really have a lot of piercing knowledge and was just like yeah yeah just you know do whatever. It was like oh okay. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, I remember those those struggles, you know, I remember um, trying to just make stuff work, you know, whatever jewelry I can afford. But a, a lot of it, you know, no name brands, no idea what it was made of. Um, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was I was dunking stuff in, in poison basically to, yeah. to yes. you know, cleaning the jewelry. But, you know, all these different things. And then it's it's when you start to have those doors opened up in front of you that you can really you know, turn into who you want to be. And for me, the, the doors for the, for the internet side of it, it was definitely BME was like my main door that okay. opened up and then that opened up the door of uh, the association of professional piercers and conference and all that. So uh, I definitely connect and, and, and relate to, to what you're talking about. And mm-hmm. it's great that you, that you had those people who, who cared enough and who saw, you know, you know uh, your potential to reach out and be like hey you know there's 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 all this other world out there you know if you if you can just kind of get out of that you Hole. know your your original shell you know like yes. your hermit crab shell original yes. shop kind of thing and i was in a, a really similar position once
1: yes I And it that's exactly what I want. If anyone's listening and is in the same position that you or I were in, you don't have to feel stuck um, there. There's there's so much information out there and there are so many people who are willing to help. Um, I'm willing to answer as many questions as I can. I personally, like I said, I've been piercing since 2015, but I would say not doing it the proper way <laughs> um, for the last two years, like two, two years, I would say, and I have so much still to learn so much still to learn. And I'm always learning. And I'm, if I can help anybody answer questions or direct people to who helped me, I'd be happy to do that as well. Um, and I just like, there was a point when, um, I started hating being a nurse, um, hating it. Mm-hmm. And this story, I just wanted to thank Louis Garcia for, for scooping me out of this one. He reached out to me at a time when I was just feeling really low um, because I was not really getting anywhere with the health department, Ryan, you know? And I was gonna just stop piercing altogether because I didn't feel like, I wanted to do the best that I could. And without like the okay to get an autoclave or a statum, I felt like I should just stop. Um, There was a company, um, International Body Jewelry, um, does sell sell titanium, and they agreed to pre-sterilize it for me in the interim while I was waiting to get, you know, the companies that I wanted. And out of the blue, one day, Luis Garcia reached out to me and he said, you know what? have you thought about Juniper? Um, You would make a great, you would make a great protein member. And I think that you should Mm -hmm. reach out to them. And I was like, me? No, (laughs) no. And so that the faith that he had in me helped me decide to keep pushing forward. And actually that email from him, pushed me to fight even harder with the health department. So I I went above my local health department and went to the main, main um, uh, person in Alabama who lives in a whole other city explaining what I was saying which was, I am not processing bodily fluids or dirty instruments. I will just need my statum autoclave for brand new jewelry only. Because that was my biggest frustration. All that the local health department heard was Autoclave. so the answer was no you need a dirty room Mm -hmm. you're not listening to me that autoclave that i need is specifically just to sterilize my jewelry and if it's any tools i'm sterilizing those tools will be tossed will be one use only i'm completely disposable i even Mm -hmm. ryan able i even scanned um the certificate i got from your class in Atlanta, the freehand class saying, I don't even barely use any tools now. <laughs> um, I've been to a class <laughs> and I am most of the things that I do are freehand. It's not even any tools that I will really need. So thank you for that. Your, your actual certificate went into my proof pile, <laughs> of why they should get that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that helped. <laughs> it, Yes, And I am so finally when, um, uh, Someone finally listened to me Um, and also Christina and Brian. Brian sent emails on my behalf as well, Brian Skelly. Um, So I finally was able to get the green light as to getting my statum. And honestly, when that and then when that statum arrived in the mail, it was a moment that I'll never forget. (laughs) It was just a beautiful. It was a beautiful moment because that meant that now I could actually uh, apply and get accounts with these companies that I wanted to so my biggest goal not all piercers goal is this but one of my biggest goals is to one day one day perhaps be considered to be you know an APP member now that goal right now is impossible just because of the layout of my shop I do not have my um, uh, my piercing room does not have a door that closes I have um, Mm -hmm. a partition that is attached to the ceiling that makes myself a room but because of that I know that but But I'm still going to conduct myself as if I am an APP member. So that being said, all of my jewelry is APP compliant and everything like that. And so I just want to say thank you so much to you and everyone who even introduced me to the idea of the APP. I never knew what that was before Facebook opened my life (laughs) to all of that. So anybody out there who's in an apprenticeship where... The person, your mentor, your teacher, your boss, um, is trying to hold you back, and um, when you try to present new information, telling you that it's crazy or um, I know better because I've been doing this for X amount of years, I encourage you to do your own research so you're not unintentionally, you know, causing harm to somebody to somebody else. Because I look back and I I some of the things I did I had no business doing. But you know, when you know better you do better and so I'm just so grateful to everybody in this industry there are so many people that if I were to sit here and name all of you um I would take up the whole podcast but I just wanted to make sure that I named the, the five people who were so instrumental and their patience with me has helped so much so thank you to all of you thank you Ryan to and to for um inviting me on this podcast i was doing a little dance when i got the invite from you thank you so much for even considering (laughs) me i really appreciate it because i don't feel i have a lot to contribute at all i'm still learning so thank you so much for taking a chance on me i really appreciate it
0: well you know i i don't want you to sell yourself short and, and and say something like you don't have a lot to share because i think you have a wealth of knowledge to share um You know, even if you haven't gotten to your your end goal yet, I think it's really important to inspire the people who maybe haven't even been able to take the first steps towards their goal. So I think it's really inspiring. Um, And I I would say that your your story, um, other piercers who are in similar situations, that's really the only thing keeping me on Facebook because I, I get to see people's growth and I get to maybe interact with some people or, or, or see them in a forum environment or something like that. And it's really inspiring because, um, when, when we met at my class, uh, you know, my, my memory is a bit fuzzy, but I do remember, uh, after the class, a lot of times I try to organize a, a group dinner Yes, and it was you and me and Barron in this yes. like ridiculous bright yellow yes. giant jeep yes. that I rented. Yes. And, you know, we had maybe a, a 20 or 30 minute drive to get to the, the restaurant and we were just kind of chatting and like your enthusiasm and your energy was um, it, it was it was really inspiring because like we, we could both feel that like, you know, you were kind of on your on your path to something bigger, but you maybe hadn't gotten all the information or all the exposure to the things that, that you wanted to, yes. to get there. Yes. And it was great to be able to have that kind of a conversation of like, oh, well, you know, if this is a, a struggle for you, you should maybe think about this. And then Baron has this great mind for like, you know, disposable single use uh, yes, studio indeed. setup, all that stuff. Yeah. And he just switched into that, like, you know, APP membership kind of mode where it was like, oh, yeah, you should check out this and that and whatever. And whereas some piercers might get intimidated or frustrated or or think like, oh, that's that's too much. I'm I'm just not gonna, you know, it's too intimidating, yeah. it's too high of a mountain. Like you look like you were just gobbling it all up. And yes, you know, and I've seen you now, you know, make this change, make that change, bring in the statum. I remember having that that conversation with you, and it was great that you know, you didn't just quit or give up. You know, you found the information to make your case and and win over yeah. the health department, and now that's gonna have a lasting impact on alabama but like you know the the wider area like you can be the the person who inspires the the next piercer who wants to step up their game
1: yes and that's exactly and yes thank you so much for for mentioning baron i must say here baron kept up with me after our that we met and he um sent me messages and he was he was offering an autoplay for me um, mm-hmm. If I need an autoclave, I've got one. And all those little things, were it helps so much to realize that people care, you know? So yeah, yeah, Baron did check in with me and he did check on me. And that meant a lot to me as well. All of that meant so much to me. So my goal was to bring um, internally threaded titanium, implant grade titanium to Huntsville where I am because... I was the only one you know i was the only one and um what's happened is there's another shop that has a piercer now who who is now providing neo metal and i'm so happy so i've reached out to her and we're very friendly and i'm so grateful that maybe like this enthusiasm can infiltrate the whole city you know that's that's my whole goal Mm -hmm. is to be like we all do safe practices you know we all try our best you know and we all um don't get stuck in things from 20, 30 years ago. Old information is is imperative, like a foundation to understand where we are now is imperative, but I also think it's important to always be continually learning, you know? And so I encourage everybody not to ever, uh, to always have the mindset of an open mind, always know that you can learn from somebody. And even that piercer who is piercing in their bathroom has a chance. To do better as well i don't think we should ever give up on anybody because there were times when i would post some of my janky piercings (laughs) on my old site and i would get little like ew comments and you know i didn't understand what that meant because i was proud of (laughs) you know what i had posted and i think i personally feel the best way to reach somebody is um not encourage their bad behavior but um establish some type of rapport Because if you Mm -hmm. establish a rapport with somebody, they're most likely to listen. Well, that, let me speak for myself. I'm most likely to listen if you didn't, if someone doesn't come at me like, ew, gross. Like, that's not going to make me want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And so, like, the best way to approach somebody for, I feel, online is kind of very friendly at first. Hey, um, I don't know. Uh, That's a a cool gem in that. um, That's a cool gem you have there in that earlobe. Where is it from? and then they might mention it and then uh, you can skip it oh it's a very pretty paint. and then in a dm i've always tell people if you really want to get somebody in my opinion it, it privately is best uh, let me speak for myself mm-hmm. but privately is best i i don't like be there yeah yeah embarrassed in a comment and i believe that i am i am more open to constructive criticism in a DM. Now, not everybody is, not everybody is. And I've also had to learn, Ryan, that I am not the justice police. Like I want, like I'm Mm -hmm. so enthusiastic and I want to show everybody the light, but I've also learned that not everybody's willing and ready to hear it. And so sometimes you just have to like chill out and just um, give information when it is asked for, or sometimes just not be heard if somebody blocks you and like calls you bad things. So I've learned not yeah. to be I'm so enthusiastic. I feel like I want to show everybody the light, but you know, not everybody is willing to see the light. But for those who are, it's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing, and I just want to say well, thank sometimes
0: you. Sometimes people just aren't ready to to see the light. You know, like yeah. it, at different points in a career, um, you might be. I don't know, maybe not closed off from new information, but you might just be focusing on one thing or your attention's other I know that there are points in my career where I was doing like bad stuff. And if someone had come along and been like, oh yeah, you're awful, like don't even bother. Uh, then who, who knows what that would have done to me long-term. Instead, people did the same thing. They were like, hey, check out this other information. Maybe this can change your mind. Have you ever yeah. considered this? And then that, that changed the way that I thought and changed the way that I, that I pierced.
1: Exactly. And so you helped change the way that I pierced um, at that class because I, I was so, um, I used cannula needles because I felt, for me personally, I did not, I did not like uh, manipulating the end of a sharp. Me personally, I was terrified of, of, I don't know, getting a, some type of bloodborne pathogen. So I couldn't, mm-hmm. well, I felt more comfortable with the cannula needle. However, after your class, we talked, you know, we talked about bevel theory and drift and everything like that. I said, okay, I really need to try and conquer this fear. And so I'm just pleased to say that I'm able to now use, um, I've been using straight blades now and it's been so much, I've had better control. Mm -hmm. Um, There are are a couple of things I still use cannula needles for, but from two years ago when everything hundred percent was cannula now the only, there's only one piercing I use um, a cannula needle for. And again, I want to say thank you to you for showing all of that. And in the class, you'd mentioned that too about cannula needles. And so I said, okay, that is something I need to try and conquer and do better. Mm-hmm. And I have more control. Oh, there's, there's been less bleeding, less pain. And the needles are so much sharper um, now that I'm using um, just straight blades. So I want to say thank you for that as well.
0: Well, you know, I, I know so many piercers that, that operate with cannulas, so I'm very open-minded to different techniques. And I I know that there are great piercers out there and they're, they're piercing with cannulas. So I don't want to be dismissive of it. I know a lot of us piercers have like such a us centric, Facebook centric, you know, APP centric, but I don't, I don't want to make that sound like it's a bad thing, but sometimes they're, they're so indoctrinated with that information because it's the end of their story, or maybe they were fortunate enough to be apprenticed or mentored by someone who already went through that 10 or more years of of struggling with not great stuff to get to great stuff. So sometimes people don't know how to talk to someone who hasn't had the same access to information, the same access to, uh, you know, materials, all that stuff. And they can be really dismissive. They can be really yes. rude. So
1: oh, yes, I don't, yes, don't want right. to make it
0: seem like cannulas are a bad thing because yeah, they're, they're, obviously uh, people can do good work with it.
1: Yes. And I, um, cannula, um, there is, I'm not sure. I don't know, Ryan, you may have to edit this out. I'm not sure, but there is now a company. I don't know if I should, if I'm allowed to say this, but they do cannula needles for piercers now. And, yeah,
0: what's, uh, what's the company you're thinking of? It's called of? Mosquito. Yep, Mosquito. Well, Mosquito, well I did uh, yeah. I did a class about needles. <laughs> Not to like just slip in a plug, but I did a class all about needles at <laughs> patreon.com slash Ryan PBA. But uh, Mosquito was one of the vendors that I included in the information because... Um, I don't want someone to think like, you know, oh yeah, there's no such thing as a piercing specific cannula or, or a is, uh, reputable cannula, right. vendor. but yeah, mosquito through, through trust, like lots of people in, in Europe and in the UK use them and they're a very I reputable. Love, yes.
1: Yes. So the mosquito needles that I have. So after your class, I ditched my cannulas that were not for piercing. They were for IV mm-hmm. starts. And I did find mosquito needles, and actually, I, I purchased my mosquito needles through Stephen Hayworth, mm-hmm. on top of Hayworth, beautiful, beautiful wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, I love communicating with them, and so those canyon needles are extreme, much sharper than the actual ivy started, ivy starting needles that I was using, yeah. and so I love mosquito needles. I also love. That they're breakaway, and so you don't have to use scissors to cut um, mm-hmm. to cut off the extra. And so um, I am so grateful that I now feel comfortable using um, straight needles, as well as I now have a better brand of cannula needles that I adore. As also, yeah.
0: I would say, you know, if there if there's anybody out there, especially if you're in North America and you're piercing with cannulas, I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong with that. But I I, I do talk in my classes a lot that cannulas have some limitations compared they to do. like what, mm-hmm. what other people, sometimes you might refer to it as a blade needle. I know you know that terminology, but mm-hmm. some other US piercers might not be familiar, but that's just like, you know, a piercing needle, like a lot, what a lot of people would think of as just standard piercing needle. Right. I yeah. think that like, you know, a standard piercing needle, a blade needle purpose specific is, is the superior choice. And especially if you want to apply bevel theory. Um, right. So right. It's, it's great to see people kind of, you know, unlocking that new information and trying new things and, and finding success with it.
1: Yes, so thank you so much for opening my, because one thing I've always wanted to do, like I've always wanted to do the best that I can. So at that time, when I went to your class, the type of cannula needles I was using like you were able to explain it, like as a teacher to a student, and I was able to absorb. Wow, you know there is a be- There's there's actually a better way or a better design. Let's say a better design mm-hmm. that I could use, and I need to try that. And so I want to say thank you for that as well. I owe you so much. Well, I owe you. you a know, each other. I owe you so much. I owe you
0: so much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I, I, I appreciate all that feedback. Um, but you know, it was a, it was a paid class and you paid. So like, I, I certainly appreciate, um, your, your kind words like that. That means a lot to me. You know, sometimes people, they come to the class, they say it was good, you know, but I, I really feel deeply satisfied when I can catch up with people a year or two or more after a class. And they say, oh, yeah, you know, I applied the information in this way. And then, uh, you know, I, I grew with 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 this thing that I learned from a class. Like, I, that's one of the most deeply satisfying things of, of my whole career is just knowing that I could maybe help someone because I, going back to the the origins of my career, I didn't really get a lot of that same help. So I really right. enjoy being able to to pass along information.
1: Right, right. It was, um, and you know, it was also so discouraging. Let me tell you. Uh, It was also discouraging for me because um, the biker right before I left, he said, and he would tell me this a lot. He said, um, oh, let me, I guess I need to introduce myself some more. So my name, is. I am from Canada. My parents are Trinidadian. So I am, I'm a black um, Canadian living in the South. And so he said, "There's no way you can get into this industry without me. I I have to be the one to introduce you to this industry." He said, "You're a unicorn. There's there's no way you could be taken seriously without me introducing you." And I I believe Yeesh. that because I'm in the deep I'm in the deep south, and as of mm-hmm. now. There- know, you know, black piercers in Huntsville, Alabama, actually, I'm one of the only people who just pierce. most um, are artists who do piercing on the side in Huntsville. Sure. And so <clears throat> I believe that and what's so funny is, I turned it into a little bit of a joke, like I have um, one of my little stickers has a unicorn on it. And um, mm-hmm. actually, one of my little watermarks that I was trying out was a unicorn because I decided to run with it. And um, he was wrong. Um, don't let anybody say that you can't make it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't make it on your own. All it takes is determination, perseverance, and finding a group of people who see your worth and are able to uplift and encourage you.
0: That's that's what I say. Damn straight. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, a that, that's great information. You know, it's a, it's just a great it's a great story to hear because I think through this last year, a lot of people have been kind of worn down and beat down and a lot of people's aspirations have been minimized or restricted. So I I really want to make sure that when there, when there are good stories like this, like stories that make you feel good about your career and and just like, you know, life in general, it's important to to share those. So, you know, thank you for, for, for sharing your story.
1: Oh yes, thank you so much for even being interested in it. I really appreciate it. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, funny story too. I had, to, I you might not remember, but um, I had told you and Baron um, <laughs> when we were in Atlanta at that dinner. I was saying that I love how sometimes my nursing information does um, does like my worlds collide. Mm-hmm. So. Happening is the <laughs> I had to go down to the ER at one point. They were they intubated this patient um, and who had a big thick tongue ring, and they couldn't get it out because you know it's usually lefty loosey righty tighty to and, to get out these tongue rings. Yeah. So I went down there and I was like you know what, this might be threadless. And it was, so there I am in the middle of the trauma bay <laughs> removing this person's threadless um, tongue ring. And so what I did is I, um, I laminated a oh a little, you know, a little meme of how jewelry works. <laughs> and I had to, yeah. so I showed all the, some of the doctors and some of the other nurses in the ER department, how like threadless jewelry works, because that's a thing that's very new here yeah. in I'm the only piercer in Huntsville offering threadless jewelry. So I was able to, I've been to the ER, been to the OR, been to many places, ICUs, removing people's jewelry. And I leave that little laminated, um, Uh, how jewelry works sign. (laughs) And so I thought it's pretty neat that I was able to help in that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure a lot of the patients are going to appreciate when they can like wake up with their jewelry in a baggie instead of cut in half.
1: Yes, exactly. Instead of being cut out. Oh, yes. Especially since now that I am able to provide gold, I I drive it into my clients. If anything happens, please, it's threadless. (laughs) It's threadless. not have to take the shears to to cut this out if you're in an accident or anything like that but I am just so grateful that um I've got two careers that have been able to support my family and give back like I love being able to make a difference and interestingly enough I make a difference in people's lives with piercing as well as nursing and I'm just very blessed and happy to be where I am right now in my life.
0: Well, it, it feels like you're you're having a pretty positive impact on the the people around you. So I'm sure, you know, everybody in your sphere is is going to appreciate that. Any any sort of long term goals that you're that you're comfortable sharing?
1: Oh, of course, yeah. So long term goals, I will. I want so badly. Whenever you know we do go, Las Vegas is open to piercers again. i I my number one goal is to go to the conference. I want to take every single class <laughs> that mm-hmm. I can. I want to be in class from morning till night. I want to, I want to absorb it all. Um, so I want to go to the conference. That's my biggest goal. I want to go to the, conf- the conference. And I also want to meet that UK piercer, Ellie, uh, Emily, Christina Charles. She as actually, she's part of the U- UK APP actually, because I'm oh, always sending her messages. And I'm always, I'm always said like, I'm bombarding her with thanks because it was her who even made me think twice that what I was doing may not have been the best. She gave me ideas about, you know, no, get better quality jewelry, don't charge less, get better quality jewelry, then people will come. You mm-hmm. know, it was her who even introduced me to the fact that there was such thing as better quality jewelry. You know, I did, I thought jewelry was jewelry. I didn't realize. So yeah. I wanna meet people and tell them thank you and let them know how much they mean to me. Cause thank you sometimes, I feel doesn't always cut it. I don't know. You say thank you when somebody holds the door for you, but I want to say thank you for, I don't know, um, helping me with my self-esteem. Um, especially like Louis Garcia, he really like telling me, you know what, you'd be great for Juniper. Never in a million years would I have thought that I would be on the Juniper pro team. No way. There's zero way I would have even have thought about it, but Lewis saw something in me and, um, for that, I'm I'm very grateful. I just want to. My goals are to hug everybody <laughs> and tell them how much they mean to me, and um, to make it to the um, to the APP conference. I would love to go and just take every single class that I could <laughs> to learn.
0: That's, That's what I'd like. To do. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. Well, uh, you know, I I'm certainly hoping that we'll be kind of back to normal ish uh, in in Vegas in in 2022 anyway. So yeah. uh, I'll be happy to. To see you there, and then we can all kind of like pat each other on the back and and laugh yes. about how much we love piercing and all that stuff. Yes. And I, I think it'll be a really great time.
1: I think so too. I am, and I am just so it's amazing how. The internet can bring the world together. You know, I love how it's um it's a small world, but it's a big world. And this world has gotten me so many good friends, not just acquaintances, but I've made actual friends through piercing. And that's been such a beautiful thing at a time like last year for me. Uh, the, the hospital was a very scary place for me. Like corona was extremely scary, but there was always the breath of fresh air, which was piercing. So I could come home, kick off my, you know, kick off my scrubs, get online or call a piercer friend of mine. And we could talk about jewelry or talk about, you know, what we would do when we open back. And that, that escape was a beautiful thing for me. It really helped because I have been so much happier the past, I like to say two years, because it was two years ago that I saw the light and I changed the way I did my, um, my piercing practices. And I'm just looking so much. I'm so much more looking forward to the future than I ever have before.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see what the future brings for you.
1: Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much, Ryan. I'm always here for you. I'm always here on your side. You always have my, my love and my support.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, so this, this feels like a pretty good place to, to wrap it up. So, um, for the, for the people listening, where would they, where would they find you online if they want to see a little bit more of your work?
1: Oh, that would be great. Well, I, am on Facebook, um, and my name is Tacky and that's T-A-K-I. My last name is Edwards, Tacky Edwards. And I'm also on Instagram. So it is, um, you can just type in Tacky, T-A-K-I, and I come up. Um, And I'm pierced by Tacky on Instagram. Or you can type in just my first name. And I would love to interact. I love writing letters. I love DMing. So I would love to meet anybody out there. I'd be so happy to do that.
0: That's fantastic. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate you making some time for me. And uh, thanks for chatting.
1: Anytime. Anytime. You have a splendid day. I actually am on my way to go. And I'm here in Connecticut. And um, um, Jay Boucher owns Elegance. It's a piercing shop here that he owns yep. and he is going to be piercing my days in a few hours. Awesome. So that is what I'm going to do. I'm excited to do that. So cool. thank you so much for everything, Ryan.
0: Well, thank you. And tell Jay, say hi.
1: I will. I will. I will. <laughs>
0: All right. Have a great day.
1: Okay. You too. Bye.
0: Bye. All right. Keep succeeding, Tacky great to see everything that you're doing and uh, hopefully see you out at the APP conference next year. Uh, For me, I've got uh, some new class stuff I can talk about. I'm going to be doing a class on Sunday, June 6th, 2021, uh, exclusive to Patreon, and it will be all about tapers. I'm going to talk all about um, different kinds of tapers, their functionality, coupling pins for smooth transfers, um, different techniques where maybe I'll I'll pierce with one size and then follow it with a taper to stretch. You know, certain kinds of genital piercings I might do that uh, at, at larger sizes. I'll talk about um, different things you can do to reverse direction, you know, if you're piercing from the inside out or outside in, you know, how can you reverse direction to install jewelry from the the opposite side and a little bit of functionality, just talking about tapers and and what you can do with them. So that's going to be exclusive to uh, followers at patreon.com slash ryanpba. So sign up anytime before June 6th and you can get access to that live session. Uh, But then if you are on the Archmage tier, the $15 a month tier, you'll also have on-demand access to the recorded session of that. So if you can't make the live uh, session of the the Tapers presentation, you can catch the on-demand version probably around mid-June 2021. Uh, But go ahead and sign up. I would say wait until June 1st. Uh, If you're listening to this episode on the the last day of May, uh, hold off one day and just sign up on the first of the month when it comes to Patreon. Because they charge by the calendar month, so if you sign up on the 31st of the month, you're going to get charged the next day. So they they charge uh, for the calendar month, so you get charged every first of the month. So I always like to just kind of put that out there for Patreon so people don't get uh, upset or disappointed. Hopefully you wouldn't get disappointed anyway because there's a ton of content on there. Uh, there's like over a dozen videos that are all one or two hours long on a lot of different subjects. Needles and statums, anatomy and customer care, and sales methods, scarification, all kinds of stuff. Uh, that new needles class is on there. I'm getting a lot of great feedback from that needles class. People seem to like it. Uh, I'm going to be doing this tapers class kind of uh, in continuation of that. Hey, you know all these different needles, and now I'm going to show you all these different kinds of tapers, and let's talk about how you can use them. Uh, I've got some other plans for more content coming up in uh, July. I don't want to give that away just yet, but I'll be talking about that over the, the next few weeks. Uh, but for now, uh, go ahead and sign up at patreon.com ryanpba, and you can get access to that Tapers class uh, starting on, on June 6th, 2021. Uh, next week on the show, if, if all goes to plan, I should have a pretty cool episode for you uh, about um, maybe a book, uh, maybe a book about body piercing that has uh, recently been updated in significant ways, and maybe uh, the people who were uh, responsible for that 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 book being published will be will be on the show. I don't know. Maybe it's just a rumor I've heard. So uh, why don't you come on back next week, and I'll have some more content for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, before I forget. Don't forget to follow Piercing Wizard Podcast on social media. Um, Every week I post uh, on Facebook, I post on Instagram about new episodes. I'm going to try to do a better job of maybe posting some behind-the-scenes information or maybe asking you your opinion of uh, what you'd want to hear on the show. So go ahead and follow Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook and Instagram for updates. You can follow me, Ryan PBA, everywhere too. And you can also check out patreon.com slash RyanPBA. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye, Kate. Bye, Kate. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like piercingwizardpodcast Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcast, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.